0: Hi, this is Michael Dorn, Lieutenant Commander Wharf from Next Generation and Deep Space Nine, and you're listening to Trek FM. Helling frequencies open, you've tapped into Trek FM's Hyper Channel. I'm Chris, publisher of Trek FM, and this is where we talk about what's happening in the world of Star Trek news. In this episode, for December 18th, 2015... We go big as we learn about Star Trek Beyond's IMAX upgrade. This news came as a bit of surprise to me, and not because I'm surprised that Star Trek's going to be in IMAX, I just kind of assume that any big movie like Star Trek Beyond these days will get the IMAX treatment, and maybe that stems from living in a major city with IMAX screens all around, but apparently it's not a given. And Paramount Pictures, Skydance Productions, Bad Robot, and IMAX together, they came out back on November 24th, so it's kind of an old story right now, but I wanted to talk about it. And they made the announcement that Beyond will go beyond the normal treatment. And they say they'll be using IMAX DMR, digital remastering technology, to spruce up the next Star Trek film, giving it enhanced image and sound quality. Now, I had to read that carefully because initially I read it as IMAX DRM. And I thought, really? You're going to put digital rights management into an IMAX now? What does that mean? Like, my glasses won't work when I go in unless I... Well, you have to pay a fee, but maybe you have to pay more. But no, it's digital remastering technology, DMR, that they're using. Now, Justin Lin, who is directing Beyond... He sounded like a company man, being quoted about this, saying, IMAX provides a -a one-of-a-kind movie-going experience to audiences all over the world. I am excited to bring the newest journey in the Star Trek universe to its screens. All right, so this sounds like marketing copy, right? I mean, I should know I write marketing copy. So, it very much sounds like that. But actually, I can vouch for how beautiful a film looks in IMAX. I saw Into Darkness that way. And I initially screened Into Darkness at Paramount's offices in Tokyo before the film was released here in Japan. And that meant that I saw it on a mid-sized screen. Not, Not really a small screen, but not a huge screen either. I did see it in 3D at Paramount, but... You know, it it was nothing like the experience that I had when I saw it in IMAX. A few months later, I went and I saw it in an IMAX 3D theater. And I have to tell you, I was just blown away by the clarity. It was possibly the best image quality that I've ever seen anywhere of anything. It was absolutely breathtaking. And I'm glad that I saw it. On the smaller screen first, because that way I had a really good comparison. Like if I had not seen it on that other screen and I only watched it in IMAX, maybe I wouldn't have realized just how much of a difference this makes when they do this IMAX DMR. I don't know if you guys listening have had that experience. I'm sure many of you have seen films done in IMAX DMR. Uh, probably more than me, in fact, because I actually don't get to go to the big theater that often movie tickets are really expensive in Japan. And, you know, it's a hassle to get over to the theater sometimes. And uh, thankfully, because I'm media, because I run a magazine, I actually can go do screenings at the studios and so I don't have to pay for the tickets. Uh, But that means that I, I watch most of the movies on somewhat smaller screens. So anyway, if you've watched movies in IMAX, I'd love to know what you think about the technology. That's one reason I'm doing the story today. But continuing with the story here, Greg Foster, who is the senior executive vice president at IMAX Corporation and CEO of IMAX Entertainment, explained a bit about why they're bringing Star Trek in. If it's not obvious, I mean... The thing's going to break the box office, you know, it's going to make so much money. But anyway, he says Star Trek is an iconic franchise and IMAX is delighted to once again be a part of its world and to partner for the third time with Paramount Pictures, Skydance and Bad Robot on Star Trek Beyond. This space epic is exactly the type of event film that our exhibitor partners and fans around the world eagerly anticipate, particularly as it is so ideally suited to the IMAX format. So, yeah, I mean, I think Foster just stated the obvious, and what he said is why the news came as a bit of a surprise to me, because as I said at the beginning, I just kind of assumed that Star Trek Beyond would get this treatment, and they did 2009, and they did Into Darkness, so why would they not do Beyond? But I guess with so many things about Star Trek Beyond, maybe they were kind of waiting to see what happened as well, and see if the movie was actually going to happen in the first place. So now they're in. So let me know. Let me know what you think. You know, I, I totally agree with what Greg Foster just said right there and with what Justin Lin said, even if I'm not the biggest fan of this version of Star Trek. You know, I'm not a huge fan of the Abrams verse, but I love to watch a movie that's beautifully produced. And I certainly think that these two Abrams verse films that we've gotten so far have been beautifully shot and beautifully produced. And so seeing it in IMAX 3D with the DLMR is definitely the way to go. And if you haven't seen it that way, I really encourage you to do so. And that's one of the things that I'm curious about. For you, does it make a difference for you seeing films in this format and well, does this make a difference in how you're going to see beyond? Will you go out of your way for the IMAX experience? Or will you just go down to the nearest theater and watch it in 3D on a regular screen? Or do you even care about the 3D? I mean, will you just go see it in 2D? Does it matter to you? I'd love to hear what you think about IMAX, the IMAX DMR, and also what you think about the past two Star Trek films in this format if you saw them that way, as well as whether this makes a difference for you when you go beyond, as I like to say on the ready room. All right, so let me know. Head over to Facebook, go to our listeners group, The Babel Conference. Just type B-A-B-E-L into the search field, and that'll take you right over there. It's a closed group, so if you're not already a member, you'll need to click join, but then we'll let you in. And it's a great place to have discussions on all these topics, IMAX, things about the theaters. You'll find Mike Schindler over there, who is from our TOS show Standard Orbit, as well as commentary Trek stars. And I promise you, if you want to geek out about film and how movies are made and how theaters operate, Mike will do it with you right over there. Hit up Michael Schindler. Talk to him about IMAX, DLMR, and Star Trek. So, yeah, that's on Facebook. You can, of course, click discussion on our website and that'll take you over there as well. But if you're already on Facebook, just type B A B E L into the search field. You can also send me messages. You can go to trek.fm slash contact and use the form there. Choose to send to a show and choose hyperchannel. You can send me voicemail. Go to speakpipe.com slash trekfm or just find me personally on Twitter. My username is C Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. That's also my name on Facebook and pretty much everywhere. I'm in the Babel Conference on Facebook, so you can hit me up in that forum if you want. And elsewhere on the network, if you want to hear me talk more about Star Trek, I do news on my show, The Ready Room, as well. We do news at the beginning of the show, and then we have a feature discussion, and we rotate through all five live-action Star Trek series. We've also reviewed the Abramsverse films there on the show, if you're interested in hearing what we say about those. And then I also do The Orb with Matthew Rushing, which is all about Deep Space Nine, and I do continuing mission from time to time, which is about fan films and independent productions. I also write about Star Trek. These days I don't do that for Trek Film because I'm always busy here behind the mic. But as I ride the rails, going back and forth between my home and my office here in Tokyo, I spend a lot of time on the train. So I do pick away at the keyboard, writing articles for the official website, Star StarTrek.com. So go over there, you'll find my articles if you search for my name, the letter C, and then a space, and then Brian with a Y, and then my last name Jones, and my articles should come on up for you right there. Now, we've talked about Abram's Verse today. I know a lot of you are probably not big fans of that, but it's just one of many, many things that we talk about here on the network. We have shows covering every single aspect of Star Trek. We have a dedicated show for every single live action series. We also have dedicated shows for social issues and science and philosophy and women's issues, the creative Star Trek creators beyond Star Trek, music, and we even geek out on non-Trek things on the 602 Club. So we talk about everything here on the network. If it's geeky, we're going to be talking about it somewhere. And you can find our shows everywhere that you get your podcasts. If you are an iOS user, the best place to get our shows is, of course, in iTunes or on the podcast app on iOS. We're a featured content provider with Apple. That means we have a big artist section in the iTunes store. If you go to iTunes.com slash you're going to find us right over there. Hit subscribe. That's a great way to get the show because everything that we publish will come right on out to you as soon as we publish it. We also have the master feed that contains every episode of everything that we do. And that's a great way to sample all the shows on the network, all 20 or so of them that we have here now. If you're not an iOS user, we've got you covered for sure. Whether you're on Android, Windows Phone, Blackberry, you can get our shows pretty much everywhere that you get podcasts. You can find us on Stitcher, TuneIn, SoundCloud. You can find us in third-party apps like PocketCast or Overcast. You can go to our website, stream from the show pages there, download the MP3 files, grab the RSS link, pop that into any app you like. We try to make it as easy as possible for you to get all the shows here on the network. So please go listen to all the great shows, all the great hosts that we have. And if you like these shows, please consider becoming part of the network and supporting us through Patreon. It takes quite a lot for us to put out all this content. We publish two or three shows a day, and that takes a lot of resources. And we have many, many wonderful listeners who are supporting us through Patreon. If you go to Patreon.com/TrekFM, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com/TrekFM, you'll find out everything that you need to know there, and how you can become part of the network, and how you can even grab a mic and talk Trek with fellow listeners here. That's one of the great perks that we have for you over there. By the way, the holidays are coming up, and if you're looking for some really cool Star Trek gifts, and especially those that tie into the network here, check out our new store on Redbubble. It's called The Promenade, of course, because we love Deep Space Nine, but we have many, many great designs by our art director Aaron Harvey over there. They're all available as t-shirts, but also mugs and sweatshirts and books, greeting cards, glasses. We have just all kinds of products. And we also have a really cool design just for the holidays. It's a limited edition card that has a Christmas tree on it, but it's made up of different ornaments that are elements of Star Trek and also they're elements of our shows, which is the cool thing. So it, you kind of, we kind of sneak Trek FM in there to a general Trek Design, and I've seen a lot of listeners ordering that the past few days as a greeting card, sometimes five or ten greeting cards to send out to friends, and I think you'll really like this stuff. So, again, that store is on Redbubble, and the way you can get there, there are several ways. You can go to trek.fm/.store, and you'll see some of the artwork there on our site, and if you click through it, it'll take you over to the actual store, or go to trekfm.link slash store. That's a short link that'll take you there. Or go to Redbubble and just search for Trek.fm and we'll come right on up. And when you purchase stuff through the store, we get a little bit of money from that. We get a small cut of the fee there and that helps us pay for all the cost of the network. But you get some really cool stuff in exchange. I think you'll really like it. So head over and check out our store. Well, that's everything I have for you today. I'll be back next time on Hyper Channel with another story for you. And until then, go watch some Trek.